Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged right here on the Ginger's Perspective. Remember to check us out on csduplicy.co.za as well as on cliffcentral.com and you can find us on iTunes. Just search for the Ginger's Perspective. Now joining me as always, and there's a reason why I call him the MMA authority and, and a guy who knows what he's talking about and a credible source if you ever want to know anything about MMA. Now, in terms of his picks for UFC 206, Justin B. Ferrier on Twitter gave you four names via my Twitter feed, and they were spot on. Justin, congratulations. You nailed all four predictions at UFC 206. And I mean, uh, you got Max Holloway spot on, uh, Cowboy Cerrone, just to name two of the guys. Um, You called it, and I mean, you had a gut feel with it. Tell me, what did you make of Max Holloway and, and, and his um, his fight against Anthony Pettis? You did say Pettis didn't have his mind in the game and wasn't ready for this one. And the Hawaiian, blessed as he calls himself, took the title. Yeah, he did. He, he, he really uh, he performed well in the night. He outshone Pettis. Pettis was a little bit sluggish. There were signs of, of a decent head kick from Pettis, but... He was sluggish. He wasn't healthy. You could see it. And he came right out afterwards and said, "That's that. He cannot make the weight, so he's going back up to the lightweight division." Yeah, it's always disappointing when when a fighter doesn't make weight. And I know Dana White wasn't impressed with that, and uh, it is unprofessional. But it just shows how much distraction is going on in Anthony Pettis's life with his cars being wrecked. He's got a, essentially a stalker and someone who's uh, disrupted him. But it cost him dearly. Uh, Donald. Cowboy Cerrone, though, that didn't look like he was too worried about anything besides getting the W. He's uh, making a habit of, of, of highlight reel finishes of late <laughs> um, with a walk-off head kick KO, which was unbelievable to see. He's making a name for himself, isn't he? He is. I'm, I'm a fan of both uh, Matt Brown and, and Cowboy, but yeah, it was it was good to it was good to see the the, the sincerity and the fact that he that he walked off. He didn't try and go for the kill because he knew he was out. Is there a gentleman's agreement where if you see a guy knocked out, you walk away? Or is it in the moment where the adrenaline is kicked in and you just go for it? You just want to finish. You just want to win. I think it depends on, 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 on the fight and it depends on the fight. Um, the general rule is you, you keep on going until the ref peels you off. Um, but as a fighter, you know, I mean, for example, that head kick, he would have known the connection was made. You feel that. That's bone deep. That. There's no mistaking with that. In, a, in, in ground and pound where you're not landing uh, as flush, maybe you don't know that, that the guy is out. But but you can see by a guy's, uh, the way he acts. You know you, you know that if there's a little bit of, of extra smack talk made, let's make reference to uh, Bisping and Hendo when they fought the first time, uh, he was out. But Hendo wanted to put him away properly. And that was maybe a little uh, goodbye present from the first fight. Uh, interesting news. I know that Cowboy Cerrone tweeted uh, uh, yesterday, in fact. Uh, any and all 170 pounders, please don't respond to this tweet. Just call at Dana White or Joe Silva and say, I will fight Cowboy January 28th in Denver. And Jorge Masvidal tweeted back saying, when dudes don't want none, 
at Cowboy Cerrone. Now, all of a sudden, with the hashtag Easy Money, make UFC great again. It's great banter on social media. It looks like they're set to take on each other once again in a rematch. Yeah, these guys are both top of the pile. I mean, they, it's you, you get to a certain level and uh, you, you know your confidence is up and you know that uh, you can handle and you can stand with the best. And also you want to prove yourself with the best. So Cowboy's done that. He, he's proven that he's that he's up there and he, and he wants to stay active. He, his opinion is if he's healthy, he wants to fight. And also he wants to get paid. Of course. And he's hot on the lips at the moment So and he's in form. So he wants those win bonuses. Well, we'll see what happens uh, when the two of them meet January 28th by the looks of things. Now, someone who's rather grumpy, and I suppose rightly so, is Cyborg. I mean, I know she got her citizenship, a U.S. citizenship, uh, the last day or two. And she is really grumpy because it's not going to be her in, in the inaugural 145 title fight which is happening of course between Holly Holm the former champion and a fighter a Dutch fighter who's very dangerous and Jermaine Durandami now how do you see that one going and, and do you think Cyborg's got a, a point to make or a case or I mean she seems to be shunned by the UFC well, firstly uh, Jermaine Durandami I watched her fight in, in Rotterdam uh, earlier in the year and uh, she's a Dutch native um, obviously, fighting in the Netherlands, she obviously was was going to get a big response and, and a big welcoming from the crowd. But what was interesting to know is that there was more screaming for her than there was for Alistair Overeem. Wow! Now, partly because she's from Rotterdam. Yeah. So, but she's she's a heavily crowd favorite from that area, and she's she's a dynamic fighter. She's a great kickboxer. Um, hard fight against Holly Holm. I'll have to study that a bit. I. We'll have to see what their form is like later, but that's that's interesting. But going back to the cyborg thing, cyborg is playing their part in this in this whole thing by being upset, and the UFC is playing their part by creating a hub. Yeah. So if cyborg is clever, she will play hard done by, but also collect a massive paycheck because of the hype around it, because it's a it's now a talking point. Def- so it's hard, it's hard yeah. in today's MMA to stay relevant and to try and stay in the public eye when you've got massive polarizing uh, personalities in MMA, like, for example, Conor McGregor. There's nothing, he's done all the shock value. There's nothing that other people can say that is more shocking than what he does. This is a way of Cyborg playing hard done by, um, because she is the best. I mean, there's very limited question she's amazing yeah yeah uh, she's aggressive and everything a fighter should be but by her playing hard done by now it's just going to create the harp and everybody's going to want to watch this fight when it happens whoever it's against this weekend uh, we've got to look forward to some uh, rather entertaining fighting i mean we really have been spoiled as mma fans haven't we justin i mean saturday december 17th we've got UFC Fight Night, uh, Vizant against Waterson. That's happening in Sacramento, California. Intriguing card for you? Uh, Yeah, there's a very interesting card. And it's nice that it's headlined by by two ladies, which is great. Um, And they are both easy on the eye. So you've got Paige (laughs) Vizant coming off a massive head kick uh, knockout with a a nice switch kick, which was very entertaining to watch. And then you've got Michelle Waterson, who's a karate hottie. A little bit more experienced than uh, Paige, but Paige is the favourite. 
Karate Huddy. I love it. Yeah, that's going to be very, very interesting to see because they're both kind of stand-up fighters. All right, Justin, um, we'll give out uh, our picks on that um, come Friday on my Twitter at CSDuplicy. So you can look out for that one. Now, the EFC 56 Carnival City last Friday was absolutely fantastic to watch. Um, I think let's start with Drickus Duplicy because he just shown that the Polish tank could not stop him. It, it looked at one point that Drikas Duplicy was rocked. He was in trouble, but just powered his way back. And his intensity is something else. You know, he's just, he's got, he, he's got that, um, he's got youth and strength on his side. And two big, two, two big guys that just keep him going. I mean, he was in, he was in a, in a standing guillotine and it looked all but done. And he fought back and then got his own tap. He was, he's a special athlete. He really is. Part of a line. Yeah, it was incredible to watch. I mean, the question for you, Justin, is how does a guy like Drikas Duplessis, I mean, he goes from 0 to 100 in a couple of seconds and he maintains that intensity for so long. How does he not just gas? I, I feel that he's an, extreme, an extremely fit individual. I just think his fighting style, the intensity, lets his gas tank down. So... You can have a performance call. You can't rev it at fifteen thousand revs one hour. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You've got to have. You've got to change gear. You've got to do these things. Whereas Drickus, as he matures, is is improving, and it's by no means that he's not fit. It's just that his intensity level is so high that his body seems to, well, his lungs seem to some seem to sometime let him down. Yeah. Well, that will be uh, his challenge, I suppose, going forward. But Drickus Duplessis was well impressive in his victory over Heretic. Um... He's, he's on track to be one of the best in the world. There's no question. I mean, with, with he's got time on his side. He's he's pretty injury-free. He's durable. He's, he's on his, well on his way to be one of the best in the world. Let me, let me throw a spanner in the works here. And you look at a guy like Gareth McClellan, who uh, I would say is a pioneer, right? I mean, uh, Dino Baggettin, Wade Henderson, uh, to name... Just a few of the guys that started off uh, with MMA, and they've kind of la- laid the foundation, a Ruan Potts, for guys like Drikas Duplessis to potentially become superstars. A Demart Penner springs to mind. You, you know what I mean? It's almost like he's reaping the rewards now, or potentially in the future, because of the hard work that's been done by the likes of Soldier Boy. Chef Richie Kwan, you know, the list goes on. The the pioneers of of MMA in South Africa. Yeah, you know, it's always it's always the, it, it's always difficult being the first in something and and to stay focused when it's not that nobody believes in you. It's just that nobody knows what you're doing. So MMA a few years ago, people were hungry for it, but they didn't really know which way it was going to go in South Africa. They didn't know that UFC would explode the way it has and other little startup. Uh, promotions would benefit and, and, and do well as well. So these guys really, they they went into something blind and they believed in themselves, etc. And they have done. And yes, the guys, it's it's sad that the the guys who pioneered won't benefit as much as they should have because they did all the groundwork. Yeah. Um, but it's also good. It's positive that that the new breed will come through and they will they will earn off the other guys' straps. Well, one of those strikers to see. Keep an eye on. Uh... Let's see, 22, 23 years old. He's a baby, man. Youngster. Now, you called Yannick Bahati beating David Bierski. 
And in the end, I mean, he didn't win any fan favorites or become a, a popular fighter. Um, but he was clinical, got the W and got the job done at Carnival City. Yeah, it was nice that he, he, he stood a little bit. He didn't just uh, didn't just shoot early for the takedown. I mean, Bersky's a dangerous a dangerous character, whether you like it or not. But you could see that he hasn't competed for a while. And I know there's been injuries, etc., and and, uh, and staph infection, etc., quite a serious one that kept him out. I mean, there's no question of David's heart. He's, he's a tough customer. He really, he wasn't, um, I don't want to say he wasn't overwhelmed because he was in the end, but he, he wasn't out of his depth, shall I say. Yeah, yeah. It's just, the odds are against you when you are a father, a husband, a business owner, and then you try and do what everybody else is doing full-time. You try and do part-time and still keep up. Very difficult. Very difficult. You know, the guys that are doing well now are the guys that are... This is all they do. Yeah. They don't have any other distractions. Guys like Trickers, they're able to to hone their skills every single day because they don't have distractions of day jobs. Yeah. And it's very, very hard that the odds are against you. You know, you're, you've only got 18 hours in a day because you've got to sleep sometime. And you've got to put in time with your family etc and that that is very important and then you still got to try and stay at the top of the pool not easy no more weekend warriors unfortunately in the sport Bahati though if he maintains where he is now he's on course to fight chef uh, Norman Vessels for that uh, that title when when the face-off happened just looked like Norman Vessels was uh, ready to fight there and then, whereas Bahati looked a little bit reluctant, even threw in a, a little steroids comment. That was, that's what you see. When somebody uh, is a little bit badass, but talk a good game, and from somebody who really is a badass, you can see the difference. When you look into a man's eyes, who is staring right through you, that can't be easy. Chef is a killer, there's no question. He's dangerous, he's talented, he comes prepared, and he's dictating the pace at the moment. The former two-time champion in heavyweight, light heavyweight, and now he's making the move down to to middleweight. Yeah, that's a dangerous, dangerous fight. Where where I would say that because I'm a big fan of obviously size, size and strength, etc., overcomes a lot. Obviously, you get anomalies that uh, Bahati was knocked out and etc. But basically, size overwhelmed overwhelmed Bursky. This I don't think will be the case with Norman because he's not as bulky. He'll, as Bahati, but he'll be way more efficient. That's a that's a very challenging fight, and I, it's one that I am looking forward to. Whether it'll happen, we don't know. What do you make of uh, of Norman Vessels going down to middleweight? You know, it's good that he's. It's good that he is uh, coming back to fight, and he had a few personal challenges, etc. He went through a very bad uh, time. It is good to see. I mean, if he gets it right, it'll be the first time that a fighter's been in three weight divisions I think I think in the world to be honest I think uh, in so a, too in a decent in a decent uh, organization we're not talking Mickey Mouse EFC's right up there um, if he can get it right it'll be amazing but in terms of skill set I, I don't doubt him it's just will he make the weight that's the next question he's given himself enough time and we know that he's dedicated enough as you say, it's all about time. It's all about getting the weight cut right, and you expect the guys at, at Fight Fit to get it spot on. Edgar Cabeza, after his fight, he was running off uh, to JP Base and the guys at uh, Fight Fit Militia after he successfully defended his title against Henry Buta. Yeah, it was very nice to see. It was uh, it was it was very good to see, and and he he gave props to to one of his training, a former training partners, um, Demar Pena. 
and it's good to see that there's no bad blood there. It looks like it was just a business move, and, and um, Egan needed to spread his wings. Yeah. And it's good to see that everybody was happy for the win, etc. I'm sure that their their paws will cross, and they will have to fight each other at some point because as the champ, you can't really dictate who you're going to fight, especially if you're not in the camp anymore. Um, but it was it was it was very heartwarming to see afterwards that he gave him all the respect. One one last thing. Um, Mark Hill versus Gordon Rutman. Um, Mark Hill made a, ma- a, a massive right hand from Gordon. I mean, Gordon always comes to fight. He's somebody that is fearless and just puts his head down and swings for the fences. I just, I- I'm glad that the Drickers fight didn't happen against Mark. Um, I think it would have been, it would have, it would have undersold both fighters. And they, I, I don't think Mark was ready for, for somebody like Drickers. I think he will be in the future, but not right now. Quickly, let's also talk about um, Shana Power and um, uh, Jackie Trossi. I mean, that fight didn't go according to plan. Uh, what did you make of it? Because I know a lot of people get very frustrated when they see a fighter running away from a situation. And I know that if you're in a dominant position, that's fine. But when you're against the eight ball and under pressure for points, surely that's not the right tactic. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe she's trained it so much and trained being dominant that that runaway is, is part of her game plan to frustrate to her opponent. But it wasn't pretty to see on the night. It wasn't a great fight for, for Shauna. I think the weight was a big thing. I think Jackie was big. Jackie was strong. And, and never mind all that, Jackie was able to execute a game plan. She she kept away from Shauna's ground. She, she I think she appreciated the fact that Shauna on the ground is, is better than, than her and just didn't allow for the takedown. And, and it looked like Shana Ghost. I think fighters, by the looks of things, get into a position where there's so much expected of them that they, when they don't pull the trigger and get the W, people almost started to doubt them, and, and maybe the fighters even start doubting themselves. So, as you say, a good camp, the right weight, and I'm sure we will see Shana Power back to her best and uh, fulfilling that potential that she promises to deliver. And I, and I think 2017 could be that turnaround year for Shana Power. Justin Ferrer, we're going to have to leave it there. Big things in 2017 for EFC, that's for sure. Uh, you can look forward to a whole host of fights. Uh, hopefully we won't see any injuries. But at this point, 2017 promises to be a massive year. But remember to catch us on csduplicy.co.za on the Ginger's Perspective as well as on iTunes. Look for the Ginger's Perspective and on cliffcentral.com. Justin, thanks very much for your time.